Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning and welcome to the High Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Lagerman along with Kevin Favor and Kirk Waltz. Good morning, boys. Good morning, so, sir. What is, what is that? Yeah, can you feel it? Hey. Oh, my gosh. I dude. can, bro. Yeah. I'm serious. It's, uh, yep. it's, it's really close, man. And, uh, you're, you're talking about deer season and yeah. I, I, I can, I can feel it, you know, for, for all of our listeners that are all over the country, you know, everybody has that different moment. Yeah. You know, where they kind of, kind of, kind of feel it that it's close and, and we live in the Southeast and yep. it's, sometimes it's hard to feel it. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> it is. Well, you know, we're very fortunate though. I mean, the last week we've had a major, uh, uh, wave of weather go by and suck some of the humidity out. Yeah. In the last two or three days, we've, we've it's had been a little bit cooler. Yeah. yeah, we then that's what we're talking about yeah, because I mean, you know that first cool snap, yeah. you know, in, in the end of uh, August, you know, early part of September, depending on where you live, you know, you wake up in the morning, all of a sudden you go, ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Now, I mean, if I'm in Iowa, yeah, you know, and, and I wake up and it's you know fifty, right, or fifty-five, you know, then you're like, ooh, yeah. here, you know, I mean, we have had you know hundred degree days. Oh, you know, and same humid- with all our listeners in Texas, I, they've been feeling the same. Absolutely, thing. you yep. know, and, and humidity's been a hundred percent. And and you know, you wake up one morning this week, and it was it was sixty eight degrees one morning, and you know, and and the wind was blowing, you know, basically out of the east northeast, and and that humidity dropped way down, dude. It gives you a little giddy up in your step. Yeah, and I, I had a little giddy up in my step the last couple of days because we had that. Yeah, and I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, ooh, yeah, but you know now. Uh, we're sitting there going, okay, uh, I feel it, but when are we going to get some rain? Yeah. Cause you know, boy. Th- this time, this time of year, yeah. for those in Iowa and, and Indiana and Illinois and you know, the other, the Midwest, the big right. bucks, you know, everybody wants to go hunt the Midwest. I mean, most, for the most part, they're done planting food plots for right. us. We have to get out of, of that heat. You know, same thing in Texas. I mean, you got to get out of the heat before you can plant your fall crop. Sure. Because yep. it just won't survive. You can't plant oats and wheat and all the other stuff, you know, because it's, it's, you're still looking at 90 degree plus days. And so for us, we, we got to wait until we get that cool weather, which typically happens right around the middle of September to, to really get a good firm seed bed that, that yeah. something's going to grow. Uh, and it's time. It's well, time. We just need some moisture, just like Texas, man. Texas man. is just struggling. Well, I'm like you, and I mean, you know, we timed ours. It was like I saw this hurricane coming, and it was like a mixed blessing. I don't want it to hit the country. I don't want it to hit any part of the East Coast. But hopefully, it'll <laughs> bring give us some rain. Bring some rain. Yeah. yeah. When it started coming, I called Larry, and I said, our, our buddy Larry and our hunt lease, and I said, Larry, we got a 24-hour window. Looks like we're going to get some heavy rain. Let's do it. And he and I went up there and, and worked our hindquarters off and put, you know, almost a thousand pounds, twelve hundred pounds of seed in the ground and eleven food plots and just worked till we were dead. Did you get any rain? Yeah, we did. You did? We okay. got a little bit of rain on it, but it was just, it's like you said, Jeff and, and Kevin, it's just, it's all timing. Yeah. And you're trying to time it because it's yep. been so dead gum dry. 
you hate to put all that seed and work into the ground and then nothing happened. Yeah, and it was kind of just the opposite with, uh, with where Jeff and I's property is. It's more inland. And, and when that storm came by, it just sucked all the moisture Everything away. Was gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, you know, it, it's like, oh, instead of bringing rain, it took everything away. You yeah, know? and I've, I've been, this is the week that, you know, I, I was preparing to plant. Well, I mean, it hadn't just started this week. I mean, it's been going on for a while, but, you know, getting the seed lined up. Yep. You know, the, the uh, soil samples I pulled a couple weeks ago. I had to add a line back in the summertime, you right. know, pulled the soil samples to check it and see if some, some food plots may need more lime. Yeah. And, and I do have a couple that are going to need a little bit more lime and then finding out what the, uh, critical requirements are for fertilizer. So I've got all that sent to my guy that, you know, at the Griffin's warehouse, which is, uh, uh a place that does it for, for farmers, you right. know, and sure. And they, they will come, they'll mix it up in, in their little, formula you know once they look at your soil test and and they come out and they'll spread it for a fee and boy does that save you a lot of time yeah and so i was on the phone with him this week you know talking to him about soil tests talking to him about what kind of blend that uh, i'm going to get and then also ordering seed so and i've talked to my guys at, at biologic you know and mm-hmm. and i'm going to add this year i'm going to add some brassicas to the mix and see what kind of response i get to that so i'm looking forward to, to getting something in the ground <laughs> we need some moisture yeah yeah I'm just dry. I, yeah. I just, you know, and, and Larry and, and I were calling each other every day. Okay, okay, did you see that? And I said, see Yo, what? Oh, dude, the get, radar. The I, radar. I, I, I go, what? He goes, there's a big thunder boomer yeah. moving in. I'm going, oh. I get that text you know? from Roger all the time because we all have buddies. That are, you know, and, and dude, dude, we're getting rain. We're getting rain. You yeah. know, and, and, you, I'll, and I'll go right to the right to the radar and look. Yeah, look, we're getting rain. And so everybody knows <laughs> yeah. their their property is in the, in the northern part of Georgia and mine is in the very southern part right against Florida. And so... We're just hoping that we get some golf moisture, this big storm over in the Gulf right now. Hopefully it'll gyrate this way and probably by, uh, my guess is by Monday, we'll start to see some more rain, though I thought we were going to get it on Saturday today and, and it didn't happen that, that way. But, uh, man, I, I, my heart goes out to being a farmer because I, I've never worked harder on a piece of land than I did this year. And, and having Mike Wren, a friend of mine in, in the club now, he's an, he's an agronomist, a landscaper. So he does everything in a calculated kind of way. And when you talk to him, it's like, now nah, you need, you got to put this kind of fertilizer down. This is how much lime we got to put down. And it's like, are you kidding me? And he's like, no, man, this is what you got to do. And so right. we, we pretty much followed everything he said to do. And, uh, it, now you just, you know, you, you think about all the farmers in our Absolutely. great country and what they have to go through to put seed in the ground. They worry about that all the time. We're trying to, to do it to in, increase our game opportunities. Yeah. And, and they're doing it just trying to make a living. So, man. I, I mean, just like the cotton fields yeah. in Georgia, man, some of them are looking peaking. Yeah. Yeah. They well, don't have center pivots. Yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of them are starting to look that way too, because it's, it's almost time for them to start to just die off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, because I know a couple of weeks ago they were, they were flowering. It's pretty neat watching cotton fl- flower for, for those that live in the Midwest. They don't see a whole lot of that, but we do. And it, the flower of a of a cotton plant goes through almost color phases. Yeah, right. And it's that's one of the neatest things in the world to see is see the color phase changes of it of that plant when it flowers, and then at the very end of it, it looks like snow. Mm-hmm. You know, I it's mean, awesome. It, it is. Pretty. It is yeah. incredible. It is very pretty. And then once it gets done, I mean, you, the roadsides are just littered with white cotton ball type yep. things. You know, you, when they pack them all up in these big giant bricks that are almost the size of a semi trailer. Mm-hmm. 
and they haul them off. You know, the the roadsides are littered with with white stuff, and it kind of kind of looks like trash for for a while. Yeah. But eventually, it just you know it goes away. But it's that time of year. Yep. Most of the corn in the southeast has been harvested, uh, and now it's time for hopefully a little a little fall planting for the deer. Yeah. A little dove season too. Yeah. yeah dove that's... season's going on. Yep. Yep. Big. Big big deal Labor Day, you know, obviously with 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 Georgia, and I'm sure all over the country. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I know that uh, I was fired you know, up. You know that that my buddy Kevin Tubin in Kansas, man, they they've been wanting me to come up there dove hunting forever. Um, you know, but it's that's a long way to go to go dove hunting. Yeah. <laughs> but but I tell you what is is they have some unbelievable shoots. Oh yeah. You know, so they got to do it early though. They have to do it early because if they get one little snap, gone, gone. See ya. If I was a dove, I'd be living up there in North and South Dakota in those sunflower fields that are just ginormous. Yeah. I mean, they're so, he so know, big. He, he even thinks about food as being a different animal. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know Let's it. see. If I was a cow. <laughs> all, I know, all I know is for us, deer season starts September 10th, and it's like, Man, you know, I, I was listening to you call the football game the other night, Jeff. Yeah. And for folks that are listening, Jeff is a professional football caller. Um, professional football works for caller. Our, is that, a is color that analyst. Yeah. That would be a color, <laughs> color, professional football caller. Color analyst for, uh, for he the can Jaguars. call them footballs now. Well, I, I, was li- I was listening to him, and I was sitting there listening, and I was going, I can feel the coolness in here, and I go, it's football season. It's time to go hunting, man. I'm yeah. just like, oh, I'm so fired up. Not, yep. not, not that we want to know anything about the game, but in Buffalo last week, was it cooler? Oh, it was gorgeous. Was it really? Yeah, it was gorgeous. <laughs> well, I know my... Uh, you guys had Babe Winkleman on. I was actually enjoying, you know, like a 60, low 60 degree morning. I was like, nice. man, this See? is nice. Yeah. And, and I knew that because my wife had gone up to Pennsylvania to visit her folks for nine days. And she called me one morning. She goes, man, it's beautiful. I said, what are you doing? She goes, I'm sitting out on the deck. And they've got a huge, gigantic with a backyard cup of coffee? with a cup of coffee, <laughs> and she's feeding the chipmunks. Nice. And she goes, "I've got on a sweater," and I said, "A sweater?" And she goes, "Yeah, it's 53 degrees out here." And she says, "It's beautiful." And I was like, "Oh!" And I, of course, I'm I'm hooking the boat up, and it's it's what Kevin? It's 89 oh, degrees. Yeah. And, just, and I'm yeah. sweating from yeah. one end to the other. I'm going, God, it's supposed to get 101 degrees today. I said, it's hot here. <laughs> you know? So I, I got a chance to listen to a little bit because I got called in, you know, when you guys had Babe Winkleman on. How was he? For, for, it was know, awesome. Overall. Having the opportunity to talk to him was great. Yeah. The only problem is we had a connection that we were in and it made it, you knew that it was difficult on your end. Yeah. You have no idea. Well, yeah. Kevin and I were just looking at each other the whole time trying to struggle to hear what he was saying so we could reply to it. But, but what an awesome opportunity. I, I'll, I'll tell you, and, and this is the cool thing about radio, Jeff, is whenever you see folks on TV, and I do a local TV show, okay? You know, you, there's so many things that are edited. Right. You know, and, and there's a lot of times not the true feelings and you know what i'm saying you know sure. there's there's so many things that you can do in production mm-hmm. <laughs> live radio buddy is who you are yeah you know and 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 babe was was great but there was a couple times i know you that he seemed a little grumpy you yeah. know you know and and which was which was great i mean i i enjoyed it but it was it was funny how he kind of at times went off on politics mm-hmm. when, when which we, is a very hot button topic across the Oh, yeah, United which we never, we never asked him anything about politics, but, but he, he, he went that direction. He went that I direction. Was a, I was afraid to, brother. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know. was, I, my interpretation was the same as Kevin. It was like, woo, 
That's that's a hot su- subject right there with him. You yeah, know, don't get absolutely. too far left on that, or you get him wound up. <laughs> yeah, I, I happened I happened to uh, you know, when I called in, I could listen for a little bit, you know, and ask him the question, "Hey, what do you got in the mug?" You know, everybody yeah, knows Dave yeah. Winkleman with the mug. You yep, know, sure, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. And he did, coffee. He, he did throw in the little scotch, <laughs> yeah, which I thought was great. Yeah, you know? that's good stuff. And, and again. That's kind of what you get on radio. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not going to get that on TV watching Babe Winkleman. No, that was cool. Absolutely. No. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I just absolutely enjoyed it. But when I he started going off on entitlements. Yeah. And, uh, I, I bet I was like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Boy, he hit the nail on the head though. Let me tell you. Yeah. I, I mean, it was like, right. and then, and then when I asked him about national TV, mm-hmm. oh, he straightened me out about that real quick. You he, know, he it, did, and I and I didn't necessarily agree with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, because I mean, he he, he I know you know, because he is on verses, yes. and, and he is on you know, which is more of a more households, you know, and it's on you know the Dish Network and uh, Direct TV and most U-verse. cable companies, AT and T Verse. You know, so yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah, it is. Whereas the Outdoor Channel. Sportsman's Channel, Pursuit Channel, mm-hmm. and all these other outdoor channels aren't necessarily on all across the country. But, I mean, they are far-reaching, yeah. and they are available right. for the most part on all these different systems. So I didn't necessarily agree with some of his some of his opinions on what a you know, syndicated or national right. TV show is. Uh, but, you know, it was good to listen to. Sure. He's got an opinion. Hey, that's what we like. Hear. Absolutely. Love, love to hear opinions and we're not going to criticize I, I, anybody for having one. Next segment, Bow Hunter Magazine. Uh-huh. I, I, I got questions. For, for folks that are interested in booking a whitetail guided trip, mm-hmm. maybe this year, Bow Hunter, I got it for you. Okay. Okay. And, and, and it's, You're going to send them to the best place? Yep. I'm going to send them to the best place. All right. Right here on the okay. Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Faber, and Kirk Waltz. As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back, praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com. Because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new breakup infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, it's not a passion, it's an obsession. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? 
the Wounded Warrior Project said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit WoundedWarriorProject.org. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Loggum along with Ken Favor and Kirk Waltz. And, Good morning. Uh, so we're going to yeah. listen to you about uh, where to go for a guided whitetail hunt. Yeah, this, this comes from the Bow Hunting Magazine, which Kirk and I both have a, a subscription. Right, before we get to the yeah. article, Bow yeah. bo- 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 Hunting, yes. Yeah. I love uh, reading magazines of all kinds. Uh, this is the one you're referring to as being the best. Is that Peterson's? No, it is not Peterson's. No. No. Peterson's I have, is. I, I get Peterson's also, Jeff. Peterson's is Bow Hunter. Yeah, Bow Hunter. This is Bow Hunting. Bow Hunting. Uh, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, see that right there? Is that P- Peter? Is that Peterson it, Bow Hunting? You know, I, I think you're right. Where, where it says the uh, 2000 Whitetail issue. Is that yep. right, Kurt? Uh, yeah. So well, you guys hidden. got it in your hands. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's Peterson's yeah. Bow Hunting. It's a magazine. It's yeah. Peterson's Bow Hunting. Excuse me. Yeah, modern bow hunting authority. Okay, this is your favorite favorite magazine, yes, Kirk. Yes, absolutely. And Kirk, Kirk, Kirk gets them all. You get them all. Yeah, that's yours too. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. absolutely. I mean, I now the the other one that I get, Kirk, is um is no is rack, rack. which I gave yeah, you. Which you give to me? Did you like that? I love it. That's yeah, a good one. Which, I like which that. Which is is put out by Buckmaster. Okay. And and uh, it's it's just a magazine of uh, simply. Buck kills, uh, uh, Pope and Young stories. And, and stories, okay. and, and it's and it's very interesting because it's just normal guys, regular guys like us that right. that, that shoot big bucks. Anyway, this. All right, so why, that, why you have that, said something to me earlier about why you like this magazine so much? And one of our favorite, favorite, favorite uh, TV stars slash writers in in the business, it, Bill Winky. Bill Winky is, is yep. folks. If you haven't seen his television show on Sportsman's Channel, it's called. Uh, Midwest, Midwest, Midwest Whitetail or Midwestern Whitetail, Midwest Whitetail. Yeah, Midwest Whitetail. And yeah. uh, he's got a website and everything. And he is, uh, boy, his shows really are knowledgeable. They're informative. They're entertaining. They 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 they, they consume all elements of what you want in a in a hunting show, in my opinion. Right, and yeah. it's strictly bow hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so it, it's it isn't. And he does he he does show everything, Jeff, as in from food plots to to wherever. I mean, he. Anyway, he's, he's a great writer. The, the article in this magazine that, that caught my eye, America's Best Deer States. Okay. Which we always have opinions on, you know, where you would want to go. Sure. Okay. And Jeff, where you would want to go. And, and, and a lot of it has to do with marketing. Let's mm-hmm. face it. Okay. I mean, uh, the first thing that you always think about whenever you think about going and killing a big buck is Pike County, Illinois. Am, right. am I wrong? I mean, that's no. That's the first thing that pops in your mind because they were the first ones to really start QDM as an in there in the whole county, you right. know. And anyway, so this is this is this was really cool. This guy did did a great job with it. Here, here you go, Jeff. This is where you would go for 2011 if you booked a hunting trip. Okay, mm-hmm. and criteria: percentage of Pope and Young whitetails recorded for 2010. Percentage of Boone and Crockett whitetails recorded for 2010. Hunter density, which I think is very important. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, cost of an out-of-state outfitter hunt. Mm-hmm. All right. And bow friendliness, which there are states that, that don't allow you to use lighted knocks, lighted pins, 
things like that. Okay. Crossbows. Okay, so so here here we go, Jeff. Kurt. Right. Per- percentage of Pope and Young whitetails recorded for 2010. What state? Just give Are me. we supposed to guess? Yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Uh, Ohio. I mean, my my first thought is, is is Wisconsin. Okay, and 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 you guys are not even going to believe this. Wyoming. Okay. Really? Yeah. Wyoming huh. had the greatest percentage of Pope and Young trophies recorded in 2010, a whopping 64 times greater than Kansas. Wow! I'll be darned. How about that? It was the secret okay. spot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Not so, anymore. <laughs> so 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 here's here's your next one. All right. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Boone and Crockett, recorded for 2010. Okay. Hmm. What what state? Illinois. That's what everybody would guess. Captain Kurt? I'd say Kansas. Uh, how about Kentucky? Really? Kentucky. <laughs> I like that. Kentucky <laughs> came out on top, beating out four Midwestern states. Both Kentucky and Indiana had eight Boone and Crockett entries. Kentucky only harvested 5500 bucks, and Indiana brought home 9200 Texas, South Dakota, Wyoming, Mississippi, and Kansas had the lowest proportion of Boone and Crockett whitetails. I'll be See, After what I've seen the last two years of hunting right. Kentucky, I would believe that. And, and, and he, sleeper state for mm-hmm. Boone and Crockett's. Pick one? Yeah. Uh, you know it. You know what it is. Sleeper states, Colorado. Kurt? I'd I'm surprised Jeff didn't get this. South Dakota. Nebraska. Ah. Nebraska. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It, it, exactly. All right, here here we go with um, we're we're going to go hunter density, which really doesn't uh, you know it's it's not that important. We got no, on, a low, it's, 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 on it, a low it's, end or Kansas? high end? On, on on low end. Low Kansas. end. Kansas is number four. I figured they'd be there. Yeah, boy, they got. Well, think about the biggest state. Texas. Texas. Yeah. Hey, uh, but but you know what number one was? What North, I, North Dakota. Yeah. And you know who? Yep. Uh, one of the guys. I'm not uh, surprised. Sitting no. in it. One of the guys that used to have uh, was Stan Potts. It was Stan Potts and uh, the other two guys that used to oh. have the show together. Uh, and I'm trying to think of the, the name of the guy. The guy with the cowboy hat? No, that he's got his own In Pursuit television with, uh, I'll think of it in a minute, but he actually, uh, with his new television show, started doing a lot of filming in North Dakota. Right. You know, in North Dakota's, I mean, when you, folks, if you've never been in North Dakota, it's a beautiful state with a lot of agriculture, but I mean, just huge fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, I mean, some really nice whitetails. Yeah. In North Dakota, and he has been filming, uh, in pursuit television show up in North Dakota, Greg Ritz. I, it is, I think it is Greg Ritz. Greg Ritz, yeah. yeah. I'll find, no, it's not Greg Ritz. I'll find out okay. in just a second. All right, wait, let's, let's go back to, let's go back to this, all right? All right. All right, we're, we're now, we're, now we're going to, Cost of an out-of-state outfitted hunt. All right, so we're, low we're, or high? Well, low. we'll start low. Economical. Yeah, economical. Okay. Jeff, hold on. Before we do that, uh-huh. uh, Greg Miller. Greg Miller. Greg Miller. In yes, pursuit Greg Miller. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I like his show as a matter of fact. I, Good I, show. I'd say Kentucky. Uh, Jeff, what was the question again? Low, low end on an outfitted guided hunt. Economical. Yeah. Uh, all the states. Yeah. Now this is your buck states. Think about your buck states. Big, big buck. Big, big buck states. Yeah, big buck states. Kansas. Um, actually, uh, let's see. Kansas wasn't even in the top five. The least expensive states: Missouri, number one. Hmm. Average cost of twenty one hundred dollars well, for a five day hunt. Yeah, and I, I know one of the reasons why Missouri is probably considered cheaper than a lot of other ones is it's over the counter tax. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Kirk, number two, Kentucky. 
There you go. Yep. And, Over the and, counter and tags in the, Kentucky as the, well. The most expensive, the two, the top two most expensive states actually. Gotta be Illinois. Illinois is number is three. Expensive. Uh, uh, Iowa has gotta be expensive. I was not even in, uh, Wyoming and Texas are number, are number one and two most expensive. Uh, yeah. And I, I can see that because a lot of, a lot of those places in Texas, you pay by the inch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, that's how much crazy. is that one going to cost me? I, yeah, I, I can't hunt yeah. a place no, no, where no, no. I can't do that. You know, you're sitting there trying to calculate how much it. this deer is going to cost. I, 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 I got a. I will not go to a place will, like that. I, I would never. Not. I get a knot in my stomach thinking about that. I do too. You know, I can't. I, I can't do it. You know, because honestly, when I go to Nebraska this year and and hunt with our with our buddy Jason Jason Edney, Jason Edney mm-hmm. for a feather, it's one thirty minimum. I've never hunted a place where I've had to think about, mm-hmm. well, is that 130? I mean, seriously. That's what I like about Kentucky. I mean, we get over there, and his cousin's like, nobody hunts here. Yeah. Nobody messes with this land. You guys have the run of the place. Do what you want to do. And it's like, okay. you got to love it. Yeah, and, that's and, nice. All right. It is. It's awesome. That's so the kind of hunt I want to go on. Well, and, that's, and, and that, and that right. gives you a chance to relax and have fun. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. All right. Okay, if you're going on a guided hunt this year. Yeah. Where would I go? What's what's the top state? The number one. The now, number number. Well, you got to take everything into consideration. Economics. Yep. Uh, size. Yep. And accessibility, and density of hunters. Yep. Those four things. Kentucky, I would think, has got to be up Kirk? there. I agree with Jeff. That's where I go. It's Kentucky. Kentucky's yeah. number one. Hey, I like Kentucky. that. Here, here's man. Here, here's the top fifteen. Okay, I'll give them to you real quick. All right. Kentucky, North Dakota, Wisconsin, Minnesota. 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 Yep. Indiana's number five. Go there and drink some pop. <laughs> uh, Nebraska's number six. Wyoming's number seven. Missouri, eight. Nine is Kansas. Ten is Mississippi. Eleven is Ohio. Twelve is Iowa. Thirteen, South Dakota. Fourteen, Texas. Number fifteen coming in last is Illinois. Wow. Wow. I like that. That's a great article. That really bounces around a lot. I mean, you really have to read this and and understand how much time and effort this guy put into this. Page uh, 78 of uh, the, what is this issue? Bow hunting. Uh, Bow hunting magazine, page 78. It's a new one. It's the 2011 white tail issue. White tail issue, yeah. September. uh, It is September's? Yep. That's good stuff. I like that. That is good. All right. we're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Logan, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. And we come back. Uh, I, I want to kind of continue that conversation because that, that's a great article. Yeah, very cool. I mean, because a lot of folks want to know where to go. Absolutely, yep. they do. You know, sure. That, that, that's a great thing to kind of keep in the library for future reference. Yep. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back. As a turkey hunter, we've all been there. You're on your eighth day of hunting the same gobbler, and every morning he's made you look silly. Your kids think you've lost your mind. Your wife's beginning to wonder if you're really turkey hunting. You keep telling yourself this morning will be different. Conditions are perfect. 45 degrees, very little wind, and there is no moon. As you sit in the dark, your eyes get heavy. With your eyes closed, the whippoorwills keep you awake. And just before the sun rises, the familiar song of the cardinal catches your attention because you know it won't be long until the game begins. You've decided this morning to be quiet. Just let him gobble on the roost. Just after daybreak, he does just that. You know it's him because his gobble is way too familiar. It's all you can do not to call back. You hear him fly down, and then you hear the hen start to call. You make one soft call and get the gun ready. First you see a hen, then all you see is a swinging beard. He comes into view, and you fold him up. This morning, you guessed right. What a cool feeling. The folks at Hunt Life 
They know how you feel because at Hunt Life, they know it's all about the outdoors experience. Visit them at HuntLife.com. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all-new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage. Through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoors Show. And welcome back to the Hot Life Outdoor Show. Uh, we had a, a caller call and say, hey, you know, you're talking about Boone and Crockett scores. Right. You're talking about Pope and Young. Pope and Young, yeah. Uh, what does that mean? All right. uh, and I think we should have explained that. Elaborate, okay. yeah. Pope and Young is a, what I consider it's lower. Right. In other words, Pope and Young means a, a minimum whitetail score to be entered into the Pope and Young book for a whitetail has to score 125 inches for, uh-huh. for a typical entry and they're tip, and, and i'm and, saying typical frame you know you got deductions and all that well so. and, and to understand too we're talking about their antlers right antlers the measurement of their mm-hmm. antlers inches by, of by their, inches right, right. Yep. exactly and for a non-typical pope and young non-typical he has to be 170. Okay, explain typical and non-typical. Typical is, is, you know, the main frame, the main points. Everything, everything looks the same. Yep. Everything looks the same. Okay, that's the typical score. Now, if he's got kickers and all kinds of things, that actually gets deducted in a typical score. Right. And yeah. a non-typical score, they add everything that comes off of it, as long as it's a, a one-inch right. kicker, then it gets added to the total, total score. So obviously, non-typical score much higher than Typicals. Absolutely. Yeah. Boone and Crockett. So when you hear a lot of these guys on the outdoor show say, I got a booner. Give me a minute. (laughs) Stan. Stan Potts. Love them. Uh, Absolutely. That's got a little higher requirement. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the 165. 160. 160. Really? 160 for a typical, 185 for a non typical. So you go 125. And 155 for a 
for a Pope and Young deer, and that's inches of antler, and then a booner, a little higher requirement. Right. For a typical whitetail 160, or actually, for an award you get 160, for the all-time list 170. Okay. And, okay. And non-typical is 195, and then for just to get an award from the club 185. But for the all-time, to make the all-time booner, typical whitetail 170, non-typical is 195. And what you're doing is basically taking a measurement with a uh, fabric. Uh, ruler, which That's is a correct. soft ruler, and you're measuring every length, every tine, the width, the mass, the, the girth, yep. everything, folks. So you're just kind of putting that all together, and that's where it, it, you come up with those scores. You know what I think they ought to do? What's that? Is is take the antlers and actually put them in like a water tank and go to displacement. Because sometimes you've got all kinds of Different, for example. Well, wait, wait a minute. Back the truck up. What do you mean? Displacement. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't and I understand. Just got deer in the headlights though on okay. this yeah. side of the table. Just if, water <laughs> displacement. If you took a, a water tank, right? Okay, okay. And it's got fine measurements, all you know, measuring right. the, in the tank. And you take the antler, antlers, uh-huh. you right? Know, whatever. Put them in the tank. How much water does it displace? So how much do they weigh? No, 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 no. How much no, water no. does it displace? How much water well, does and it displace? And, and, but, that'd be, but that's what that equates to. It's like you're talking to two ship captains here. So yeah. we're very, very, very much in tune with what you're saying. You're talking about water displacement based on tonnage or weight. So when you put that weight in the water, it increases the level of the water. Exactly. So that's going to be the weight of the antlers. It would be the volume. Exactly. The volume. It's, it's, uh, okay. Because, you know, when you measure... Yeah, Captain Dave's probably listening to this. When you, when you measure... So, so some how of did you go there? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm just... Because well, yeah. when, you, when you measure, there, right. you have to measure at certain places. Yep. And you don't really get a... a because every hey. measurement along an antler may be different. I like that. Maybe that's a new uh, thing you ought to start. The, the yeah. Jeff Loggeman yeah, water displacement. Wait, we have to come up with some type, club. type yeah. of sexy name. Hey, how hey. about like the, uh, the Hunt Life Score? The Hunt, Hunt Life, Life Score. score. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Hey, that's good. Well, it's a different interpretation. I think I like that. That's... But, but you can actually, folks, if you wanted to see all of this, uh, uh, Boone Crockett is, uh, B-O-O-N-E dash Crockett, C-R-O-C-K-E-T-T dot org. And Pope and Young is pope-young.org. Yeah, Big and Bill, is that on the... Uh, see all these, uh, resource on the, uh, Hunt Life, uh, we'll, website? we'll, we'll put them, we'll put a link yeah. up to it at huntlife.com. We can do it today, Bill. We, we'll do it, we'll do it okay. here in a few minutes. We'll put a link up on the, uh, resources page at, it is resources page. Am I right? Yes, it is you are correct. Page yeah, you're correct. At huntlife.com. So people can go and see, uh, what it takes to score all of these different animals and, and Pope and Young, if you look at it, they have a North American big game right. categories and I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, Boone and Crockett obviously has animals from all around the world. Oh, I'm sure. I would think. I mean, they've got polar bear, cougar, jaguar. Oh yeah. yeah. Caribou, pronghorn, bison. I mean, you name it, they got it. Stone and... sheep and that's one thing I've got no desire to shoot. A sheep, a, a sheep. sheep, yeah. I don't either. It's a goat. I mean, I I love watching I, I the terrain no. they hunt in, but I just don't have a no, desire. No, it's just it, it's it's funny. I, I, I don't I don't either. I, well, and and the only reason I think I might like it is because I've I've talked to uh Doctor Doctor Fred Porkcase's friend, uh Doctor Tad Jacobs, and he told me what he went through to hunt a bighorn out west and how hard it was and how many weeks of you know uh, effort he put into 
yeah. know, sighting the animal, trying to figure out where the herd was moving, and then going in and making the actual uh, harvest and and telling me how difficult it was to hike in and get on the canyon. And he's like, you know, you got to be careful where you whack them because if you do and it rolls off a cliff into the <laughs> abyss, you ain't getting it out of there, you know? Yeah. It's just it's a it's a the dynamics of hunting that kind of country are a lot more difficult than what i probably am used to and, and in shape for not that i'm totally out of shape you think well i mean you, uh, you know i i gotta admit where we hunt in kentucky that's not easy hunting no and, i mean and, it's and, not and you know that maybe should have been kind of a an addition to the article right terrain of just you know Physical requirements. Yeah, absolutely. And based on my experiences, you know, of all the different states that we talked about there, uh, Nebraska, I would have to think, is one state that doesn't have a lot of physical demands on it. Kansas has none. Kansas doesn't have a lot. Yeah. Well, where we hunt around here in Georgia, there's there's none. I Wyoming, mean, I would think, would be a little bit more difficult. See, I, I, would, I would disagree with you in a way because of the woods. Well, Simply the fact of, of I mean, literally. In no, Kansas, you're right. In Kansas, you take the binoculars and go, okay, you see your tree stand out there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you're with, right. With, with us, dude, like last year when my flashlight left me yeah. and I was in the middle of the swamp in the dark, Oop. okay, I had no idea where I was. And I had to sit down on the ground right there. And, and, wait. and wait until daylight. Hoodie hoo. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm, I mean, literally, I mean, it, it's so I would think that obviously when you're talking about physical capabilities, right. you know, you're walking on flat land. But, you know, Kansas, Nebraska, Jeff, just like you, turkey hunt last year, mm-hmm. they told you what tree to go to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> and you were in the dark. If I told you, if I took you to my property in Georgia and said, Jeff, <laughs> go to the big oak down there on the creek bottom. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so. The, the only restraint we have or, or the requirements we have is where we hunt down here, it's just so thick. Yeah. You gotta be a gorilla. Yeah. You know, you it's, 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 it's gorilla warfare. You I mean, you're be, crawling through some nasty stuff around here. Or sometime. a damn good bush hog. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always carry uh, carry a pair of shears. Oh yeah. And a little holster on on the back of my hip because you're gonna uh, you know you don't want to touch branches and stuff like that. But it's so thick around here. You know, you sometimes you're cutting uh, to get into a new spot. You know, and and let's face it, down here in the south, everything stays green till really, really, really late, and it is. It's like Guerrilla warfare. Sometimes oh, yeah. you go into these jungles and it's like, God, oh, look how thick that is. Very, that's where those deer thick. are going to go. I mean, they're going to go down in that swamp, and you got to get in that swamp. It's it's thick. Yeah, you know. All those folks in Texas are saying, "You think it's thick there?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you've you now you've turkey hunted in Texas, and you yeah. said it was the, the terrain was brutal. It's brutal. I mean, <laughs> you know, and God love them. They're going through a hard time right now. I sure hope yeah, you folks get some rain. Bad, I really do. I Man. pray for that. But man, it, it you, you got a whole set of different dynamics out there. I mean, mesquite everywhere. Mm-hmm. You don't want to touch a mesquite tree unless you like thorns. You know, <laughs> you don't want to jump down on the ground unless you like cactus burrs in your tucus aridius. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's not. You know, we're around here. We just run and gun. We just hop down on a spot, and it, you you know what a sticker bush looks like over there. Everything is a sticker bush. Yep. Well, including the rocks. I think every state has a little something you sure got to be do. aware no, of. No, there's no yeah. doubt. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I know Nebraska. They're they are, or in Missouri. They've got this thing called an ironwood tree, tree or something yeah. that our buddy Boo uh, told me about. Uh-huh. Don't touch it. If you sat on one of them things, you could have a two-inch thorn in your rear uh-huh. end. Yep. Yeah. 
Mm. Good stuff. Oof. You're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Lagerman, Kirk Waltz, Kevin Favor, talking a little traveling whitetail hunts here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Connections. That's what life is really all about. I'm Major Harding, president of Hunt Life. At HuntLife.com, we've created a place for you to connect with those who share your passion for the hunting experience. With a free HuntLife.com membership, you'll be able to swap stories, information, and insight with hunters from all over the world. You'll find useful information on equipment, outfitters, and all the regs and red tape for your neck of the woods. At HuntLife.com, you can even keep a journal of your hunt straight from your mobile device and upload pictures of your latest and greatest hunting experiences. You can even flip on the radio and hear the latest episode of the Hunt Life Outdoor Show while you browse through all the great stuff we've got in the Hunt Life shop. Hats, shirts, decals, and more. Become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And join the online fraternity of hunters. Connect with us at HuntLife.com. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families Afield program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters afield are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesafield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And welcome back. And just a, a little history here. History. On, yeah, on Boone and Crockett uh-huh. and uh, Pope and Young. Boone and Crockett put out their first publication in uh, 1895, and that was the uh, the club's first book. And it was put, uh, published by Theodore Roosevelt and George Bird Grinnell. Uh, since then, the books published by the club have spread the word on hunter ethics, conservation, and record keeping. And the uh, sales of the Boone and Crockett books provide funding for the grants and aid program. And to date, the club has pro- uh, published over 37 volumes on various topics. Uh, Pope and Young, uh, has actually celebrated its 50th anniversary this past, uh, spring. And they had a anniversary celebration that was held in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, so pretty neat, you know, that, yeah. that this stuff has been around for, for quite some time. And and if you get a chance, again, go to the websites and check out the records yep. uh, and, or pick up, uh, pick up one of their books. And, uh, and, and, again, according to Bow Hunting Magazine, if you're going to book a trip this year, mm-hmm. if, you're gonna, if you're going bow hunting for a record book, but Pope and Young or Boone and Crockett, Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky's number one. I tell you what, I, I look forward to it. I mean, we're yeah. going, we're leaving October 31st and we'll be gone to, I mean, till November 9th. And it's just, you know, it's so much fun because we've got the run of this whole piece of land and it's so diverse and different than anything I've ever hunted in my life. I mean, you're hunting three mountains and 
you know, you walk out on the back patio and you look up and there's the mountains. Hey, by the way. It's just a cool place to hunt. Uh, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. I know we only had a couple minutes. Um, one thing that I'm going to start doing mm-hmm. is that? putting in a tag for an elk hunt in Kentucky. In, in, in Kentucky? Kentucky. It's, it's 10 bucks and, it, and it, they do it in May. So just mm-hmm. remember that, but I'm, I'm going to start doing, I'm going to start putting in my draw for even, even if you draw a cow, I mean, I'd love to go to Kentucky and, and elk hunt. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, and also if, if folks, if you want to go and hunt Iowa, you better start putting in your applications on a yearly basis. Yep. Because that is one state that, that they do. They've got giant deer. I think, um, I but think you've got a, you, it's a draw. Yep. Right. Kansas is a draw too. Kansas is yep. a draw, but it's not as hard as Iowa. It is not. I mean, Iowa is it, like the holy grail. Yeah. Of whitetail tags. And that's why you, a lot of the, you, you see a lot of the folks that go, uh, that do TV shows, they're based out of Iowa so they can claim residence, residency in Iowa so they can hunt Iowa. Right. Yeah. But you see a lot of shows in Illinois, Missouri, oh, Kentucky, yeah. you know, because they got over the counter tags. Uh, in Illinois, I mean, holy cow, the Drew brothers have, uh, <laughs> have just absolutely taken over Illinois and because they are working in conjunction with an outfitter in Illinois mm-hmm. that is, uh, high end. Yeah. And I can't remember the name of the outfitter, but, uh, Gosh, I'm drawing a blank. The outfitter in Illinois. Uh, 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 I know who you're talking about. Anyway, we got to go. We'll remember it for next (laughs) week's show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've been listening to the Hot Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Logman, Kevin Favor, Kirk Waltz. We'll talk to everybody same time, same place next week. And hopefully we'll remember the uh, the outfitter that the Drury Brothers use. I know which one you're talking about. Hadley Creek. I got it. Hadley Creek. I got it. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2011.